Welcome back to the Booked and Boozy podcast. Today we have a very late and overdue witching hour episode, but have no fear. Spooky season does not die around here. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. <laughs> it's witch season 24-7, seven days a week, 360 days a year here for us. Welcome. Just Hopefully not, you were in good company. Five. It's not apparently five, a random five. Yeah, a random five where we just are like Christmas. Christmas yeah. when we have to fake Christianity on Easter and <laughs> I don't even do that. <laughs> when Brooke takes airplane trips. <laughs> you know, those times. <laughs> hey, that only happened once. And there was like literally a fucking satellite falling from the sky and they did not know where it was going to land. And I was like, well, this is it. It's obviously going to land on me while I'm in a moving object in the sky. So yeah, you know, we have exceptions. Jada, what are you drinking tonight? I am chillaxing. I really need to chill on drinking. Actually, we have gotten some comments from our last podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> that was a binger. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. That was, we have probably not been that bad since what, like Era Fire, which was in like, I don't know, like April, May. Yeah, I love how we were both like, oh, we're not that drunk. And then like, it's clear. <laughs> it is crystal clear how drunk we truly are. It was fun though. It was a good episode. No, it was super fun. I feel like no one knows what the fuck we're talking about, which kind of makes me a little sad. But I feel like we knew what we were talking about. <laughs> it made sense to our drunk brains. But not to you guys, apparently. So that's okay. You just got to get on our level sometimes. Take you know back, what? relax. Take a couple shots. You'll you'll get there. Just not while you're driving, which apparently majority of you listen to us while you are driving. That's so cool. That is cool. I listen to podcasts when I'm driving, so I can definitely relate to that uh, side of our of our listeners. I also do it when I'm cleaning too. I'm a clean podcaster for sure. Full show. I I sometimes listen to podcasts while I drive, but I prefer it when I'm cleaning. I I like to bump music when I'm driving, as we all know. If you've met me. What? podcast do you listen to I don't I'm not sure that we've ever talked about that here on the podcast I listen I have a lot I I would say I'm not like a hundred percent loyal you know also I love the drama like I may not let's just say I may not actually like who I'm listening to but I live for the fucking drama okay I'm sorry I'm adding to their wallets I am not a good moral person don't hold me to that standard because you're not going to be happy about it I think they know at this point that we are morally gray. I fucking hope so. Like, I'm just, you know, sometimes you got to remind them, clarify, like, hey, I'm not a good person. <laughs> I listened to the H3 podcast. Mm-hmm. I was such a frenemies person. Me I listened to Tarot for the Wild Soul. I listened to Rebel Force Radio, which is uh, a Star Wars pop culture podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I listen to She's on the Money. If you're a boss ass bitch who just likes, you know, I don't know. I think anyone, even if you're not interested in finance is like, you know, like you can benefit from this podcast. It is very like feminist based. 
you know, go-getter type energy. I listened to The Happy Writer by Marissa Meyer. She is an author. Uh, she wrote Heartless, which is one of the oh, books okay. I have read. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. popular in book talk. What else do I listen to? I, I like the Try Guys. Do you know who the Try Guys are? Yes, I thought they were TikTok though. No, they started out on YouTube. BuzzFeed, actually. I've been following since then, but they have what's called the Tripod, and I listen to them, and I also listen to their wives. They have a Tri Wives podcast. Oh, And then I listened to Cancelled by Tana Monica. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you really? Hell yeah. It's entertaining as fuck. (laughs) I've never, you know, I don't even know if I knew that she had a podcast. Yeah. Tana Mojo? Yeah, she has it. Oh, and if you've never listened to someone like this podcast is called Jamezing. It is also wildly entertaining, wildly entertaining. There's more. I didn't really hit on a lot of the book people I listen to, but those are the ones that I mainly listen to. I just, I just followed Tana Mojo because of you. <laughs> I didn't know who she was until there was like all that drama with her being Anacon. No, didn't, oh, they- wow. I like was so I kind of wanted them to work out, even though I know it was like such like a publicity stunt. I really wanted them to be together. Really? <laughs> yeah. I never thought it was real. I was like, what if it like I was thinking along the lines of, you know, like those book tropes where they fake it like for so long and then all of a sudden it starts becoming real to them. I was like, oh my God, what if this happens? Even though they're horrible and toxic for each other. Worst proximity. I don't even like Jake Paul. (laughs) Yeah, let's preface with that. Fuck the Paul brothers. Fuck the Paul brothers. But, you know. We're turning into a pop, a pop culture podcast right here. Yeah, I know. What about witching? We don't know. Okay. So let me hear some of the podcasts you listen to and what you're drinking. Cause I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you what you were drinking. You Or did I ask you? Did I ask you? You did. Wow. I don't remember. I, I think I was drinking this. I'm drinking Moscato. Oh, I like Moscato. I listened to the H3 podcast too. I also love Frenemies. I'm really sad that's over. Trisha Paytas just kind of falls out with everybody. So I'm really not surprised that it ended, but I am going to miss it. I listened to what's called Betches Media. I only listened to like a couple of their channels though. I listened to Pop Alarm, which is like a little five minute podcast that comes on every morning with just like some news updates on like celebrities because I'm nosy. I listened to their, um, it's called The Bachelor, and they recap everything that happened on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise, the whole Bachelor franchise. They cover it and they just talk crap about everyone and it's really entertaining and trashy, but I love it. I listen to Curly Conspiracies. They follow us on Instagram and I love them because I love to listen to, they, they cover like spooky things, but also like aliens and just like conspiracies. It's exactly what it sounds like. And I, I love that kind of stuff. Obviously, I listen to Read It Next with Allie and Hallie. Love them so much. Shout out to you guys. I listen to, because of Allie and Hallie, I listen to the Witty Committee and they follow a lot or they cover trashy teen romance I guess is the best way to put it because I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff like they they covered Gossip Girl they've covered the Click series and so I've actually ended up buying a lot of other series that are similar in that genre because of them to listen to their podcast because I find them really interesting I listen to and that's why we drink which is true crime and 
uh, like paranormal based. I'm sure you've heard of them. They're huge. I love them so much. Touch a Shelf is an honorable shout out as well. Always. Always. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I've got a lot going on here, but I just, I don't listen to all of these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also honorable mention. I just started listening to this podcast. It's called season of the witch with, I think it's Rowan Oaken and he is wildly entertaining to me with my witch side. So it's just like perfect for when I'm like cooking in the morning or like doing like a load of laundry and I'm getting like a little bit of like my witch tea at the same time. So I really recommend, I just started listening to that podcast. Oh, and I'm drinking what I'm drinking. It's a witching hour episode. What the fuck do you think I'm drinking? (laughs) We're having Bloody Mary, bitches. Oh my God. You're on a Bloody Mary kick for life, I think. I really am. I think it's become one of my all-time favorite drinks. And I know that you hate that. (laughs) I mean, I can't really knock it because I don't really have them that often. And I think the ones that I've had, I just didn't like. I mean, you would probably have to handpick a Bloody Mary for me just to try. This mix that I buy at Publix is literally better than any Bloody Mary I've ever had, like in a bar or at a restaurant. I love this mix so much. I drink it straight sometimes without alcohol, which I know is gross, but I do it. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) It's that good. I love it. Brooke has like some really, I don't want to call them like, I'm not meaning this in a mean way or anything but you just have like some very like interesting Works. tastes taste yeah taste yeah like she literally sometimes eats like beans out of a can i do yeah cold like, right yeah. yeah i warm them up sometimes but I, I don't eat them by themselves i'll dip like potato chips or tortilla chips in them sometimes okay. you're gonna hate this but sometimes i mix them with mac and cheese that actually sounds pretty good it's I thought really you were good. just I thought you were just raw dogging it out here like with a spoon in a can. No, I'm not that depressed. <laughs> well, that is the image that you gave me and like that's <laughs> you, that's what I've been thinking this entire time. I mean, I do consider beans and chips or beans and macaroni my depression meal, but it's not <laughs> that bad. <laughs> So what is this witching hour about? Well, we always choose a topic, right? Today's topic is hometown lore. So if you don't know, I am, this is Jada speaking, by the way, I sometimes forget to clarify like who's speaking and who's not, but uh, I used to live in Tennessee. Bitch don't live there no more. Even though, oh my God, I love the atmosphere of Tennessee minus (laughs) some cultural things. (laughs) That I do not approve of, but I love the land. I love trees, grass, mountains. That is where I feel most at home with. I am such a mountain witch. It's not even funny. So I lived in a very rural part of Tennessee and there, there's a lot, there's more than just this one story, but there are a lot of, I guess, ghost stories and hauntings and just, you know, some bad shit that happened approximately where I was. Tennessee is not always, um, well, America. (laughs) Tennessee too uh, doesn't always have the best history in that sense. So as you can, you know, probably tell shit just snowballed from there and created hauntings, probably from people just being fucking angry. And you know what? 
they have every right to be angry. But this has nothing to do with any of that. This is about the bleeding mausoleum. And you can find all of this within our city's history, who these people are. Like, they're like all over this. Like, this is a real thing that happened. So, Nina Craig Miles, born 1864 to John and Adela. Craig Miles. Turns out they're really fucking rich. That's all I really know. They often accompanied her grandfather, Dr. Thompson, in this horse-drawn buggy that they owned. Her death, unfortunately, occurred at seven years old, and it was just her and her grandfather this time in the buggy. And when they were crossing a railroad track, they were struck by a train. Yeah, her grandfather was ejected out of the buggies before impact. So he actually survived. Oh my gosh. And then poor little seven-year-old Nina, she was crushed, literally like word for word, crushed beneath the cow catcher. I've always kind of thought this was weird because if he survived before impact, that means he just left his granddaughter in there and said, fuck you, bro. Uh, Yeah, I was kind of wondering what that meant because I was like, did it like hit the buggy and like he flew out the window or did he just jump? I don't know. It says he was ejected out. And that's kind of how like the story was also told to me as well. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, it doesn't really make sense to me how she got crushed underneath and then he just somehow miraculously went the other way. I mean, shit. That's survivor's guilt. Can yeah, you imagine? That sucks. I mean, maybe like him and the horses and like he was in the front, like drawing the horses. Oh, yeah, man. I hope the horses didn't die. I and the horses didn't die. Oh, good. But I mean, okay, that makes more sense. Maybe I'm like being too harsh. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, wow, not good. But anyways, in result of her <laughs> tragedy... Her father created St. Luke's Episcopal Church because she died on St. Luke's Day. And after they created the church for their entire family, they created a mausoleum for their remains. It almost looks like a miniature church and it's made out of like this white marble stone and it's sitting like right next to the church. So they're like all like buried above ground. I don't know about you, but that makes me hella uncomfy. Oh yeah, that, um, I was gonna say it's pretty. It is pretty. I always thought it was pretty. It's not that it's not pretty. It is creepy as fuck. (laughs) It is creepy. Also, why would you want to be buried above ground? I know some people in Florida like have opted to be buried above ground. Totally respectable on that end. There's lots of dirt here. (laughs) I used to want to when I was little because I thought like when I died, like I would be really uncomfortable in a coffin. Like my consciousness would still be there. And for some reason, it was more comforting to my child brain to be above ground but I don't fucking know what I want at this point do I want to be cremated do I want to be buried do I still want to be above ground I have no fucking clue nah bitch I I want to be burned to ashes Bosho. I don't want anyone to be able to fuck with my body after I die also like the whole remains thing like you turn into like this mushy like pool of like sogginess and you're not technically supposed to but coffins aren't as I don't know. I don't know the word for it, but they shit gets in there like bugs and water gets in there. That's nasty. 
little fun fact here there were like multiple like tragic deaths in this family i don't really know why but it just sounds like karma headed out for these people her father or it was one crazy family member or it was one yeah well here's the thing this is very interesting (laughs) her father john died of blood poisoning after a fall on ice but blood poisoning <laughs> are wait, you kidding wait he fell on ice but he died from blood poisoning that is exactly what this says and then her mother got struck by an automobile it's the grandfather i'm telling you it's, yeah it's, i hate it's, to put it all hereditary. on him but he's not looking good it's like hereditary yeah he just took um, them all off he's like i gotta find the right vessel for the demon ew gross So in this mausoleum that they were buried in, it is made of this like limestone, marble, and I think it says, like they're unsure of exactly what it is, but it's called, y'all know I can't pronounce it, Carrara, white marble. And this is important to remember because of weathering. But essentially, all of a sudden, there was this like, red looking almost like blood appearing on the white stones shut up yes and despite trying to clean it and also after replacing the uh blocks of marble they turned red oh my god was it her that's what that's what they think yeah it's like a haunting and i'll send you the picture right like now her body's leaking or like she's haunting it no she's haunting it because even after they clean it or when they have tried to replace the blocks it still continues to turn it red Ew. wait i kind of want to go see this <laughs> so it couldn't just be like a body leaking because this is clearly like on the archway like it's like you said it's all over it right it's all over it like on the flooring and everything but could it like be like rust it's not rust Well, according to the type of marble that it was used, it's very rare for it to like be weathered that way and make that type of like almost like bloodstain appearance. Right. So, and not only that, but from where they've removed the center blocks and then everywhere else like around does not have like those red like stains or coloring like on the church or anything like that. It's just this mausoleum. Look, all I have to say is some seven-year-old girl isn't just going to haunt the shit out of, a, out of a mausoleum in a church, turning shit into blood <laughs> <laughs> if she died by accident, okay? This was a murder. Exactly. She, this is a vengeful spirit. But, I mean, I think it's really interesting because there's generally not any physical lasting evidence of hauntings. That's true. And this, this is, is different. One of them. This is a unique case for sure. So. Something that's just like unexplainable. I wonder if anybody's ever kind of like tried to scrape the red residue and like send it off to a scientist and see what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. But apparently it's it's not scrapable. Like it's like within the marble. Ew, I hate that. Yeah. Like she's giving it veins. Yeah. It was like a really big thing, um, like on our block parties and stuff, because that church was located in the downtown section of my town. And so when we had uh, block parties on Halloween, they had to like keep people away because they were, I mean, it was like rumored, which this is probably more of a rumor than like 
you know, the physical evidence of the house bleeding, but people would be like haunted after. Really cool, right? Yeah, that's a really cool story. I've never heard that story and I live a good bit away from that area. (laughs) Just so you all know. (laughs) But I still, like, I knew people from that area and I've never heard that story. So yeah, that was really interesting. I may drive an hour, maybe two, maybe three and go see it. (laughs) Maybe four. My hometown lore, really the only thing, and I'm sure that there are several things that had happened in my area because I live on the Trail of Tears, live in the South. Obviously, there was the Civil War. There were lots of things that happened in this general area. Like Jada said, the South just does not have a good reputation history-wise, and therefore there is a lot of shit still continuing to happen spooky wise but I don't know all the stories and this whole podcast has kind of got me interested in looking up more and maybe I'll do like a follow-up on the next witching hour but the only thing that I had ever heard of in this area that's really popular is a haunted hotel now I'm not gonna name the hotel because I don't want any of you to find me (laughs) and murder me in my sleep. I already have enough stress when it comes to being alone and thinking people are gonna come kill me. I keep like a, literally like a six to seven inch knife next to my bed when Brad's not here. Um, Fun fact, he actually leaves tomorrow for a five day trip and comes back on Wednesday. So by the time this comes up, he'll be back. So don't come kill me, okay? You don't, you're, you're not gonna get lucky. He'll already be back. So this is a really poorly timed podcast. <laughs> this is a really poorly timed podcast because Jada said she's going to a haunted museum like tomorrow and Brad's leaving for five days. So I know some shit's gonna happen with Gerald. Fuck, we're gonna have to do this again. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're going to do this again. It's This is like a quarterly thing, right? This is quarterly. I'd like to do it more often, but we just got so much shit. If I get one more, <laughs> if I get one more Crescent City comment, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I mean, but that makes me excited to actually record it next year. Oh yeah, for sure. I just wish more books are out. Yeah. Man. Well, by the time we do it, one and two will be out, but I'm sure Sarah will leave us on it cliffhanger but you know like that's like our last like sarah that's our last sarah you're right Which sarah, you I don't right faster <laughs> sarah you need, bitch <laughs> you, you need, need a public jla pick up the pace here <laughs> sweetheart we're running out of your books but anyways so the really only hometown lore that i'm pretty familiar with is a really popular really old hotel in my downtown area not gonna name it Again, don't kill me. Okay, so in this specific hotel, there is a haunted room. And it's really interesting because it's haunted by the ghost of, I'm going to say Anna. I'm not going to tell you her name either because, you, you know, I don't know you guys. There, you, there might be some creepies, some creepies out there that really do their research <laughs> that would be able to find me. So I'm going to call this ghost Anna. And she was allegedly a guest in the hotel who was beheaded in the bathtub by a jealous lover in 1927. So basically, this bitch apparently haunts the hotel. She walks around in like a white gown. I know everybody says that, but that's apparently a thing. Guests have apparently 
reported a lot of paranormal activity in the room, including unexplained noises, flickering lights, running water, shadowy figures, and more. And a lot of guests also say that they will even see soldiers sometimes, which I thought was really interesting. The hotel has actually been Gosh, it's been several different things before it was even a hotel. I think it was even like a hospital at one point. And it was built in 1926. So it's not that old. I want to say it's older than that, though, because I was looking up some history on it. And it's been like, here, I'll, sh- I'll read some of it out. Oh, okay, this is why. Because it, it was a hotel from the beginning. And it housed a lot of soldiers from the Civil War. And then it was a hospital and then it became the hotel that it is today. So gosh, when when places have been hospitals, even if I wasn't in the medical field, that shit just gives me like the heebie-jeebies. There was, oh, let me sidetrack for a second and tell you about my nursing school. So where I went to nursing school, the building, the nursing building actually used to be a hospital and where we would do simulation labs was in, it's in like the basement of the building. And that used to be the morgue. My nursing instructors weren't like super spit, superstitious or like witchy, spiritual, anything like that. But they were like, no, this shit is haunted. Because when you're in nursing school and you do simulation labs, they literally record you. I don't know if they do that everywhere, but they did it at my college. They would record you. And then you go into a room and you'd watch it back. Well, apparently those videos that like monitor is always recording and never stops for some reason. And they say like shit moves around down there all the time. And it'll get like unusually cold even when the heat's on and just like a lot of sketchy shit. They showed us a video one time of literally like, it was like a pin and it flew across the room and nobody was down there. It was crazy. Yeah, anyways, anywhere that's ever been a hospital, it's haunted, I'm just telling you. The hospital, the very first hospital I worked at, I'm pretty sure was haunted as well. I mean, it just has to be. People die there, right? I feel like that should have been like the first red flag. It was like, run. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to haunt the shit out of us and then send us off into the nursing shortage, shitty work field. There were red flags everywhere. Okay, so guests who have stayed in the room where she died in swear that they have felt Anna's presence, and some say they've even seen her. This room was restored to its original 1920 state during the hotel's latest renovation. Many of the original elements from Anna's time remain, including a vintage clawfoot tub. Yeah, and an AM radio. A manual lock on the door requires the use of a physical key, just like the hotel guests would have used in 1927. You can go on tours of this room, and you can even... I don't know if they still do it, but a couple years ago, I was listening to the radio, and the radio hosts were talking about how they stayed there one night, and you were able to, like, rent out the room and stay there. Jada and Taylor came, visited me about two weeks ago, here where I live, and... I wish I had thought about it sooner, but I would have loved to stay in the haunted room, especially during Halloween, but I'm sure it's super expensive and was probably booked. That would have been ideal haunting for sure. Right? Would you have done it though? No, I think I definitely would have done it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's got to happen next time for sure. Oh my gosh. Wait, hold on a second. Al Capone stayed for a short time during his federal trial in the early 20th century. Custom iron bars were added to the windows in the room Capone resided in, which was the same room that Anna's. Oh my gosh, it was Anna's room. Shut the fuck up. They like barred up the windows because he was technically kind of like imprisoned. That is so strange. Why would they choose that specific room? Is that real? 
I don't know. That's what I'm reading. I didn't read. Okay, so I read it from two different places that Anna's room was 311. And then I went to like another article, several articles that were talking about Al Capone, who was roomed in 311. But I haven't come across any article that has put the two together. I just noticed that it was the same number. Hmm. Now, there's an Atlanta couple who believes in ghosts after staying the night in the haunted room. This article's from 2019, so I don't know if you can still stay there or not. I'm going to go with no, but I could be wrong. That sucks. That would be fun. I know. I want to. I would totally do it. They paid a symbolic price to stay the night, $666. Holy fuck. I ain't doing it for that much money. Yeah, that's not... mm -mm. For one night? Yeah. She. She. For our ghost story, we have Bailey, who sent us in her experience. She says, my brother-in-law used to live out west, and when he was younger, they moved into an older house. His mom collects dolls and found the doll at the house. Oh. He was around eight or nine, and him and his brother would see a shadow, and they called him the Vapor. Ew. That's a horrible name. (laughs) I just think it's fucking creepy as fuck that the mom already collects dolls. Oh, that's a red flag to me. Yeah. Have you seen like some of the people on like TikTok and YouTube that like buy haunted dolls and then like try and communicate with it? Ew, absolutely. You never know what's in that type of shit. And people swear up and down by Annabelle. Like you will not catch me owning dolls. Anyways, continue. (laughs) I'm with you, bitch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On record, if I have a kid, I don't want them to have dolls. They can have stuffed animals. No dolls. No dolls. I agree. Maybe like a Barbie. I'm not scared of a Barbie. (laughs) You know, like fitness Barbie, like 90s fitness Barbie is not going to be walking into my room and trying to strangle me. I mean, maybe she is, but I wouldn't be too scared. Back to the story. Back to the story. We have had a five minute diversion. The shadow, they called him the vapor. This went on for a while and his mom started to sleep in the room with him and his brother. One night, my brother-in-law was yanked out of the bed and felt a hairy hand. Oh my God. Hairy hand got me. (laughs) That is Brooke's worst nightmare. Don't listen to that. I feel like I reveal too much about myself. Ew. That would be horrid. Okay. (laughs) Round two. One night, him and his brother had a friend over. Keep in mind, the room was on the second floor. Their friend looks out the window and sees a set of red eyes, and they told him that was the vapor. Their mom had seen the spirit one time and knew it couldn't be their father, and she believed the boys. I believe that they had moved houses and still had this problem later on. One day at church, a lady came up to their mom and told her she needed to throw away the doll she had. Their mom hadn't told anyone else about this doll. Oof, at church. (laughs) That's the main oof. Secondary oof, doll doll. collector. (laughs) Doll collector, then doll. Yeah. The collecting's more alarming than the doll. <laughs> so, so. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Bailey, for sending in that story. You were the only one, by the way. Go team, go. <laughs> oh, shit. Shh. 
being quiet? Why, why are we being quiet? They're outside. You know, my window's right next to the doorbell, so. Oh, oh, you still have it open? I have the window open. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm getting really paranoid. Taco Bell man's outside. And I was like, what the fuck? Dude, look at this. Oh my fuck. (laughs) I haven't had dinner, Jada. (laughs) Bruh, that is some fucking plate work right there. Okay, also from Bailey, she sent in July, which we have not had a witching hour since then. So thank you for all of your spooky stories. Golly bum, what's following you? Well, I guess it was your boyfriend in the last one or your husband. Okay, she says, damn, bitch, you got a lot of paranormal shit going on around you and the people you're around. I like it. Send us more. Stay on it. So Bailey says, hi, just listen to the recent, well, just listened. Just listen to the recent Witching Hour podcast. And I thought it was very interesting because my boyfriend often has lucid dreams. He is usually lying on his back when it happens. And he says he knows he's dreaming but can't escape it. They're usually very awful dreams where someone is being hurt or he is being chased. I, on the other hand, do not experience anything like that and have only been very cautious of paranormal activity and refuse to watch movies like that. But when I was little, I would often have a fear of something and would pray, pray, I can't even say it. The word doesn't want to come out of my mouth. The demon inside me was like, (laughs) and would pray that same prayer. That I still pray every now and again if I get nervous before I fall asleep. Girl, I don't think it's working. <laughs> it's Sorry. not smelling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then she says, but I do remember one time seeing a figure when I used to sleep in my parents' bed that was near the staircase outside their bedroom door. And once my mom, in parentheses, I wasn't with her at the time, woke up very startled to see a black figure in the corner on the side of her bed this was several years ago and years apart between our experiences so moving into my gerald updates i wrote several down because they all happened within like four or five days okay so at the beginning of september brad and i caught this cold that he got over and i still kind of low-key have which slash i think also might have turned into like walking pneumonia or something because I still have the cough. But since my cough lasted a lot longer than Brad's, we decided to sleep separately for like two weeks. And we would switch back and forth going in between the guest bedroom and the master. Well, during my time in the guest bedroom, which I stuck Taylor and Jada in when they came and visited, and Jada said, nope. Nothing happened in there. Good, good. You were only there like two times. This is true, but you saw my grandmother's house, okay? You saw that bed I was sleeping in. I did. That room scared me more than anything in my house. Oh, God. It was cute, but it was it would be scary at night. Not really. It's very comforting to me. I don't know if it's because, like, I've grown up there, but it's comforting to me. That's good. So, anyways, I spent, like, five days in the guest bedroom, right? So, I wrote down my experiences so I wouldn't forget. On the first night, I woke up because I was coughing and saw, oh God, I forgot about this. I hope Brad can't hear me. I'm going to freak him out. And saw a demonic looking woman with a top hat when I closed my eyes like it was a jump scare. 
I do remember this now that I'm talking about it. It's like I woke up because I was coughing. I was fully awake. I was looking just like forward towards the dresser and like just closed my eyes because I was getting sleepy again, trying to go back to sleep. Closed my eyes, saw that flash image and opened them back up and it was gone. I did not know about this. I haven't told you any of this because you told me not to tell you until witching hour. Okay, well, thanks for (laughs) sending me into the room. <laughs> I told you. I warned you before you stayed there. Wow. That's weird. Well, I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's my subconscious or if something happened or if it's maybe even possibly related to the sleep paralysis incident that I had when I lived in Atlanta when I saw the I mean, I didn't I don't know if it was a man or a woman. Really. I just assumed it was a man, but it could have been a woman and it was someone in a trench coat and a top hat. So could have been my subconscious could have been something connected who knows like a couple nights later there were things falling in our kitchen so loud that brad got up in the middle of the night and came in the guest bedroom to check on me i just keep thinking about how you told me hardly anything has happened <laughs> and that sounds because brad like doesn't want to believe in any of that right but right. like what did he think when nothing was there I kind of said the next morning, like, oh, it was the ghost, like kind of in a joking manner, but not just to kind of, you know, plant that seed a little bit, <laughs> like manipulate anything. There was nothing that like, we could not find anything that like was on the ground, but it's, I remember it sounded metallic and it was loud and it woke Brad up to the, and it was so loud. It concerned him to the point where he got up to like, check on me and like, look around. So I know it was, I thought it was in my head until he came in the room and I was like, okay, <laughs> glad I get to go back to sleep by myself. <laughs> <laughs> there was one night that I woke up still in the guest bedroom. Bella had slept with me that night. We split the dogs up. They got to choose who they wanted to sleep with each night. And I had Bella this night and I woke up to her growling looking out the bedroom door. Oh, I forgot about this one too. See, I'm glad I wrote all this down. So still sleeping in the guest bedroom. There's like a little closet that we put all of our cleaning supplies in right next to that bedroom, maybe a foot away. It's that close. In the middle of the night, right across the hallway, my office door closed by itself. It woke me up. And then in the next morning, that cleaning closet door I was talking about, it was open. And Brad wasn't awake yet. No. And then, oh yeah. And then, so Brad went out of town at this point as well. I think he went on a business trip. And so I was like, I'm going to go back in the master tonight and sleep in there because he's gone. So I went in there with the dogs. We have two dogs. And I literally try to go to sleep at like 8 p.m. I'm so tired. I think I had just started my new job. And both our dogs literally couldn't settle. They were like up like walking around in circles, trying to pick a good place. They couldn't find a good place. They kept trying to readjust. They would, I I guess, apparently hear something here in my closet. Why I call this my closet, my office, or like outside. And they always run to my office because this is the window that they look out of. So I'm not necessarily saying something was in this room or in the closet in this room, but they would run to this room because that's where the window is. And they would bark like angry bark at something and I never got up to check and see if it was the room or the window I'm sure it was the window but they just kept doing that like all night long for like three hours they would come back pick a good spot settle down and then like 15 minutes later it would all start again literally for like three hours 
lastly, I don't know if this is the ghost or what the fuck happened here. I can't explain it. This is going to sound stupid. And Jada was actually there for this one. Well, she wasn't there, but she was on a Zoom call. You may not remember, but we were Zoom reading, I think, maybe, was it Kingdom of the Curse? I don't, we were Zoom reading something. Or Atlas 6. I can't remember. And I was like, wait, give me a second. And I was looking for my manatee. And I used to have pectus excavatum before I got surgically reconstructed. My whole life, I've had to sleep with like a pillow or a stuffed animal and kind of like prop prop myself up a little sideways just to feel comfortable. And at this point, it's just kind of like, it's what feels right to me. I'm just used to it. It's almost kind of like a habit. So I was looking for my manatee because I was getting in bed to read. And I could not find it anywhere. Like looked upstairs, downstairs, main level. I looked for like 10 minutes and I finally found my manatee that I keep in the bed in the dog toy basket. Now I see where you could argue, well, it was the dogs, wasn't it? When have my dogs ever cleaned up after themselves and put something away back into the basket? It's when did not dogs- her dogs. It's not her dogs. <laughs> Well, what are you dogs doing? be slinging shit everywhere there ain't no way they did not put that back no i mean i know but that's what you said on the night of the zoom call and i could see how people would think it's the dogs but like dogs no. don't push it away they don't go and they would have to deliberately go in my room pick up the manatee and be like trying to send me a like a message like fuck you i want this manatee this belongs to us not you and put it in the basket i don't think my dogs are that cognizant no, now that I know your dogs, they wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> They're too stupid. I wouldn't do that. We hadn't had a cleaner over, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that kind of issue. Brad said he didn't do it. I I but I don't know what kind of message Gerald would be trying to send me by putting my manatee in the dog basket if that was a thing. Like I just I can't explain it, so that's why I'm putting it here. I'm not necessarily saying it was my ghost. It's just weird. It is really weird. I don't know. Moving on, uh, Jada and I, I think, can comment on this simultaneously because some shit actually did happen here. <laughs> Hold on. This is a Doritos Locos taco. Oh, my God. But I've never had a bite of a Doritos Locos taco before. Shut up. Never. I'm a fucking Doritos Locos Locos virgin. Those, yeah. That's one of my favorite things to get. Okay, but I wanted to tell you that because I feel like it was monumental in me trying this right now. We need to document this moment. Okay, go. Hold on. Hold on. I I need a second assessment. Hold on. Oh my gosh. You don't like it. (gasps) It's palatable. That's all? It don't taste like a Dorito to me. Oh, you got the the cheesy nacho one, right? Yeah. It's orange. (laughs) Orange? (laughs) Sarge. <laughs> the, the accent only comes out with certain words. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I wish you could just email it to my mouth. You know, it feels wasteful just sitting here eating this Doritos Logos tacos in front of you when I don't like it. <laughs> you know, breakfast is coming back to Taco Bell. They, they like cut it out for a while because of the panini and... They're starting to do breakfast again. Have you ever had the breakfast crunch wrap? No, I haven't, but I love crunch wraps. Oh, I like crunch wraps, 
but a breakfast crunch wrap is like I could throw the regular crunch wrap in the trash and never eat another one again if it meant that I could eat breakfast crunch wrap tacos forever. Mm, that's pretty high. That's no, that's how good it is. It's literally, it's literally some scrambled eggs, but like not like gross eggs. Like they're actually pretty good. And they put the spicy mayo over top of them and then a hash brown. <gasps> oh my God. And then a sausage patty and then more spicy mayo. Okay. I got to try that. Yeah, you do. That was my uh, depression breakfast after I used to work night shift. <laughs> nursing i get i'd get two two breakfast crunch wraps and then i would just drink myself to sleep <laughs> relatable <laughs> you know what though there's something a little nostalgic about coming home from work in the morning and it being like sunshiny and you're trying to go to bed but you're watching like youtube or a netflix show and getting shammered and then going to sleep while the sun's out the nursing is not nostalgic, but the, the parts before and after just are just a little bit, even though they were soused with depression. <laughs> soused with depression. <laughs> they were. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I kind of feel that way too. Like sometimes yeah. I liked living that life, but I just was upset that everyone else wasn't living with it. It me was you and me, bitch. It really was, bro. <laughs> I remember us so texting cute. and having really deep, drunk conversations because no one else was awake. Yeah. And we would text, like, if we were working the same nights, we would text, like, most of the night. Yeah. But, like, when I think about on back on it, though, like, it's, like, really nostalgic memories. It's so nostalgic. And, like, you know, like, the light, like, you're, like, up drinking and everyone else is asleep. It's quiet and all the, like, lights are around you because, you know, like, we try to simulate, like, happiness, you know? <laughs> I made Brad leave up the Christmas tree and I hung up all of the like the lights in our windows. I kept those up until we moved out because I'm so fucking depressed. I said, Brad, this is my only source of serotonin. <laughs> it's it my so only source bad. of I was, I was so bad. I was putting myself in ASMR trances. I was literally like astral projecting somewhere else by doing ASMR because I was so depressed. Okay, so when Jada and Taylor were here, oh my god, I feel like we derailed for like 20 minutes. There's a point to the story, <laughs> and I don't remember. Okay, so I'm really glad we make notes at this point, because I would not know where to go from here. <laughs> so Jada and Taylor came over um, to my city for my birthday and for Halloween, um about two weeks ago and it was super fun um but every night <laughs> Jenna Taylor and I would get sleep and we would watch scary movies okay so this night was, was the conjuring one night it was the conjuring one yeah conjuring one that's when it first started and so we're down in my basement but I don't I don't live in like a creepy basement it's more like an entertainment center and we were sitting down there watching the conjuring one and all of a sudden it's it's like it's like got like 20 minutes left like 15 20 minutes left we're at the nitty-gritty we're at the wire like it's getting intense and then Annabelle 
No, 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 no. The first, the first night was when you turned and the, oh yeah. The very first night we all kind of like made ourselves assigned seats on my couch in the basement (laughs) (laughs) and we went to these specific spots every night. So Jada was sitting in an area where Brad's office was behind her and he had like a computer with a bunch of screens in there and we're watching this movie with hereditary right which was really the only like really scary one we watched it was so interesting we could not figure out what's going to happen next and i look over at jada at one point because i see something in the corner of my eye and i was like jada <laughs> i was like has that light always been on <laughs> like how would she fucking know it's been behind her the whole time <laughs> And she was, what did you say? I think we brushed it off because Taylor was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. <laughs> no. I, I go back and I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. But you were like, no, it was off. Because remember the second night you like pointed at the room and you were like, Jada. <laughs> the second night really happened because I paid <laughs> I made like a mental note in my brain to look before we started the movie. (laughs) So then the second night we're watching The Conjuring 1. It's spooky. It's getting intense. Like in the last 10 minutes, Annabelle literally is like sitting in a rocking chair (laughs) and is like turning around in the chair slowly. It's like the floorboards are creaking. She turns her neck around real slow. The entertainment center lights turn off. I look at Jada. Jada's already panicking. I look behind Jada. The office light is on. And I say, I said, Jada, look behind you. Like, what a fucking terrible thing to say to someone when they're already scared. Because you don't want to turn around and look. I gave her no context. (laughs) She turns around and I can just see the dread in her face as she's doing. She looks back at me and we look at Taylor and Taylor's just smiling and me and Jen are like, run. So I pulled out the door. I make it first because I'm closest to the stairs. <laughs> and I absolutely fucking bust it on the ground. <laughs> I still have a bruise on my knee. I like I injured myself and Jada looks down at me. I'm back at the stairs and said, I have a decision to make here. And chose the stairs. <laughs> She looks down at me and says, are you okay, honey? And I was like, no. She's like, she literally, like, the girl has no fear. I wish I could be like that. And it really surprised me about her, too. Because she's, like, also, like, a double cancer. A Pisces son, double cancer. No, I think all can like, I think that is very cancer to me, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, well, it surprised me. Taylor is just like, we go upstairs. We like, Jade and I are panicking. And then the door, 
<laughs> the front door starts talking and Jada is leaving. And so she's paranoid and it's like, the door is saying it's calling the police. <laughs> and then she was like, okay, it's been like an hour and a half. I'm not sleeping anymore. The door is still calling the police. I'm going home. <laughs> And so she bolts, and it's just me and Taylor. And I'm like, Taylor, are you going to be good in that spare bedroom by yourself? And she's like, yeah, it's Gucci. I'm like, okay, well, let me know, homie. Good luck. And she was fine. She said she never got any bad vibes from the room or my house at all. So that's good. God, that was funny as fuck. Oh, and then we found out that the light's turning off. And the door was Brad fucking with us the whole time. But what, what about I can't the, what about the is that light in the office turning on? I can't explain that one. Yeah. Also, <laughs> how did he do it exactly when Annabelle is? Are we sure he's not just taking credit for it? Uh, the door, I, I understand. Yeah, I think he was really doing the door, but the lights, that was just, that was too much of a coincidence. Yeah, that's too much of a coincidence because even if those lights are on a timer, Boom, the lights went out right at that exact moment. I mean, literally, it was perfect. It could not have been more perfect of timing for that to happen. Exactly, which is making me kind of believe like that was together. Okay, so I would like to share my side of the story. (laughs) Yeah, first night, didn't fucking believe you. I was like, it's probably been on. However, there was that one time which we were probably just freaking ourselves out, but like, when we were trying to dye your hair, you were dyeing your hair. I was stressed dyeing your hair because like <laughs> all the lack of like organization, the exact opposite of what I thought you would be. And I was like, oh, like I, can't, I was like, there's no lines. I was like, I said, I just poured that developer in and you were like, stress. <laughs> I did get stressed though when I found like splotches on the wall and the floor. I was like, oh. <laughs> Like, this is unfixable. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, hair fixable, even if it falls out (laughs) from the lack of safe mixing habits. I work from home. It's fine. No one sees me anyways. Um, But one of the lights in that specific room that you're always in. Oh, the, the guest bedroom. The guest bedroom. I... There's no way I turned that on. So you'd have had to turn that light on. And I did not go into your room at all. I don't know. It turned on by itself. And I was like, that was not on. Like, I distinctly remember going in there and turning the light off. And I don't remember turning it on after that. I did not believe Jada at this point. She didn't believe me at this point. It was like the the, the classic start to a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Yeah. And then the night of the events with... Annabelle oh my god (laughs) again I honestly am kind of like the exact moment of when Annabelle turned her head and those lights went off and they emitted a huge amount of light in your basement so when it turned off and it went dark like that I was like oh fuck okay we were all like zonked on the couch I mean zonked okay and so even with my quick instincts, I'm still like, oh shit, like I need to get the fuck up. 
And then Brooke, she does, she does what she told you. She literally turns to me and goes, Jada, look behind you. And I was like, oh my God. So literally, like I turned my head in slow motion like I was like it's not on I was like it's not on because she had told me it was gonna be off and when I looked back right after that incident and that fucking light was on in that room I lost my shit listen if I think there's danger bitch I am out I mean I am out I am slippery as water. You can't catch me, Pisces ass. Like, that is how it is. So when that happened, I didn't care if it was jail. I didn't care if it was Brad. Bitch, we was leaving. (laughs) Okay. I don't like being fucked with. You know what I'm saying? So then, in the dark, I bolt my bitch ass up that light on in the room was like a freaking firecracker under my ass and I look at Taylor and Brooke and I go get the fuck up bitches get the fuck up Taylor kind of just like we're all looking at each other like listen are we moving or accepting the fade Taylor was like are we really leaving and I said what did I just say because listen y'all can't say that I left her for stranded because I gave them I gave them my warning I said we're all leaving all right if you don't make it that's on you <laughs> so I'm me and Brooke are like running out the door <laughs> Brooke I don't know what happened but she went from like straight fear like couch lock to like oh shit she somehow makes it in front of me and I'm the one trying to get their asses up <laughs> it's like like when my cats have zoomies that's what it was like <laughs> so, <laughs> what was that what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> why is it always brad it's always brad the whole thing's been brad the whole time oh my god <laughs> but brooke rounds the corner she's got her socks and her blankets around her. and her basement is like concrete slab as the flooring i see it. no it underneath there no, underneath there, there is a slab of concrete. Oh, yes. Underneath there, there is a slab. It's a huge slab because the sound when she fell, I saw an on slow motion as she went down, but the crack let me know it was life ending. I said, oh, she's not making it back from that one. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you know, I looked down and I said, love you, sister. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, so this bitch left me for dead. She well, said, the slap. Like a nose fracture. I'm out. <laughs> so there ain't no coming back from that. She probably already got a head bleed. I can't do nothing about that right now. <laughs> so I kept going. This Thankfully. Me down there too. <laughs> Thankfully she recovered. She did at least. <laughs> she did stick around to find out. She got oh, up to the top. She looked behind her and she's like, oh, you made it. 
Taylor completely unfazed like the whole time. Like she just like does not care. She wanted, she was hyper fixated on the movie downstairs and she wanted to finish it. Not because it was scary, but because she just was trying to figure out the plot the whole time. You and me were freaking out. She was sitting on the other couch and she was like, so, uh, are we we finishing the the movie? movie? (laughs) Yeah. And so all of a sudden I'm like looking at Brooke, Brooke's looking at me and we're just like, bruh <laughs> like did that just actually happen and then all of a sudden and i swear to fucking god i swear to god i hear it crystal clear in my in my head a sound comes from the doorway and at the tail end of it i hear please back away 911 is being called crystal fucking clear all of you are looking at me right now like you're fucking like too you were too far gone jada you cannot rely. No, I can rely. I know what I heard. And it snapped me out. I said, well, how am I supposed to get to my car now? I got to think of an exit. Strapping you in. Now I was sleep. Right. But at the same time, I wasn't that far up there. And then we looked at each other and we were like, is, is the door talking? <laughs> Did, and I, we just kept going. Did you hear that? She's like, I heard that. I wasn't sure if you were really hearing it because Taylor couldn't hear it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's important to mention. I was like, oh, my God. Me and Brooke were just like in in awe that we were both hearing it because if we were both hearing it, that means it was real. Okay? It was real. And I was like, dude, they're called 911. We got to back out. (laughs) I said... Peace out, a town. <laughs> I literally 1.30 in the morning and drove like 50 minutes to my grandparents' house. I was like, I'm safe here. She did. She left. She said, I'm not staying here, Brooke. And left and drove an hour to go sleep somewhere else. I was like, I'm not staying here. I feel like us in a scary movie would be hella entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I would die first, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's your turn. Let's see, witchy update. Really nothing new. I feel like my witch witch journey is very chill, low-key vibe. Um, I have a couple of spells, fire spells <laughs> that I'm working on in the back, and I've just got them chilling for like a rainy day. And then right now I am reading the Wiccan Handbook, the Wiccan Handbook by Susan Bowes. So far, it's really interesting. I'm definitely not Wiccan, like, at all. But I like to study or, like, learn about different types of witches. Because I would very vaguely term myself as a witch. Very vaguely. You know, like, I'm still learning. Maybe that's, like, imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it. But, like, I'm, like, I feel like a pebble in an ocean, essentially. Because there's just, like, so much you can learn. Like, learn. And then... I also am reading the Tarot Directory by Sarah Bartlett right now. And that has been very enlightening. So really, that's it. Dude, are you okay? No, I'm good. I'm just thinking. I was like, wow, I haven't whipped out my Oracle deck since the last Witching Hour episode. And we didn't do anything like that when you were here. We just always get too busy doing like other shit to think about things like that. Whenever we like 
get together next time we need to plan like two solid days to not do anything but sit around the house and do witch shit yeah i think so too because i feel like we need more like days where we don't plan anything so we we can just like do our dumb shit you know (laughs) i like our dumb shit (laughs) me too Okay, for the next segment, um, since we don't have many ghost stories, although I feel like we've already talked for like two and a half hours, which is great, I think we should quickly run through our little visit to our hometown, Jada and I's hometown. And um, yeah, so it was really fun. Jada and Taylor came to see me for my birthday, and we did some Halloween stuff as well. So that was really fun. We started off the trip. Uh, Like Jada said, the very first night she came over and helped me (laughs) bleach my hair. She was panicking. That was so stressful. (laughs) So we did that and we watched some um, spooky YouTube videos, which was fun. And then the next day was my birthday. Oh, we picked up Taylor at like 11 p.m. that night as well. Mm -hmm. And then the next day was my birthday. And so what I wanted to do for my birthday was have a Bridgerton themed picnic in my favorite park in my hometown. We all dressed up on our cute little dresses that we bought that were Bridgerton themed. Like even Jada wore a dress and it was really cute. I felt so uncomfortable (laughs) in that dress. You have no idea. You know, like when you put something on that's like so outside of like what you normally wear that like you just get super uncomfortable and think that people are like looking at you even though they don't even know you. So it was like, how would they know that I don't dress like this all the time? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. But other than that, though, like once I got past that, I really enjoyed it. Like it was a really great day. I hope it was her birthday, right? So I hope, you know, you felt the same way, but it was a nice day. It was a really nice day. Um, Jada wore lavender and it was really pretty on her, even though she felt really uncomfortable. I wore green, which I don't own anything green. So that was really outside kind of what I'm used to as well. And then Taylor wore pink. We took some pictures. We'll probably post them. What I wanted to do is just go to the um, local grocery store right next to the park and just pick out some things and do kind of like a smorgasbord or even like a charcuterie board, even though we didn't get to do that. But just kind of just a mixture of just like very random, cute foods that go together. So we had like Oh my gosh, Taylor picked out this really good jam and we we put it on a piece of bread with some cream cheese and it was amazing. The grocery store had these stuffed spicy peppers with cheese. That so, was fucking fire. That was the best part. I'm also, not- don't let her fool you. This wasn't some like little store. It was a fucking Whole Foods, but it was fucking fire. It was really, uh, yeah, it wasn't like a little local place. I think that's what I said, but like, yeah, it was a Whole Foods and- we had like sushi and pasta salad and chicken salad and like cheeses and fruits and everything like that. It was actually really super cute. We went down like by the water on the park and it was really nice. We got this really cute spot under a tree that was kind of secluded and off by ourselves. So I really loved it. And then we just kind of toured my downtown area, which is really cute and scenic. After that, we went and got hibachi at my favorite hibachi spot and uh, Taylor had never had it before. So that was an experience, but we kind of had like a lame chef. So it was kind of sad for her for that. And then the next day, what did we do? After we didn't really do much of anything, we went to a haunted house, which is actually really fun and elaborate. 
It was so much fun. That haunted house was right. It was elaborate. Like the actors were really good. Like a lot of times you have cheesy actors. No, they were really good and like very invested in it. I agree. And just like the amount of detail that went into it as well, I would imagine would take months of preparation. So it was really fun. And me and Brooke were like getting like the jump scares. Like we were like, ah. We like got to the front of the line and Taylor and Jada were like, so who's going to go in front? And I was like, me, obviously. (laughs) I love shit like that. Like every year for my birthday until the last few years, like my thing was to get a group of friends to go to a haunted house with me because my birthday is in October, the end of October. So that's always been my thing. I love it. The next day we went on a hike. And we went to one of Jada's spots. I also would like to say that I pushed my way into the middle. <laughs> and I said that I wanted to be protected. But in actuality, if I was actually really scared, I it's a perfect opportunity to feed one of them to the wolves in whatever direction I had to go. So <laughs> That's a bitch move right there. I said block. At least it ain't me. <laughs> Better you than me. Better you than I. (laughs) Not that I would intentionally push you, but like if you did get cat, I mean, you're like in the trajectory to get captured first. Bitch, you had already like left (laughs) me at this point down in the basement. (laughs) I'm not surprised. Like I said, so like if you got captured, I'd be like, oh, life ending. (laughs) Gotta go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But besides that, um hiking I love hiking sorry my cat jumped I love hiking in this area it's one of my favorite things to do I like backpacking and just being out in nature it just makes me feel good you know I hate people like I really hate people and being around a lot of people makes me extremely anxious and not not because like they're getting on my nerves but just like being surrounded by people like makes me makes me anxious like you could be doing nothing and like you're totally fine and I'm like whatever I'm still anxious I don't know what it is it was really cool to like see them out there because like they don't hike (laughs) Brooke does not hike (laughs) and Taylor (laughs) definitely does not hike I think Taylor was just kind of enjoying the view and like we it was really cute because we were like going through like this little scenic drive into like where the trailhead is. And it was like, it wasn't even like the start of it. It was just like in a bunch of trees, you know, like, like they've never been out in the woods or something. They're like, Oh my God, this is so pretty. I was like, we're not even there yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what the drive to my house looks like every day. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> and like, just cause you're out in the woods, you're like, wow, this is so new. <laughs> But like, no, it was hella cute. And then when we got out, there's lots of like running water and huge rocks. And there's a mine where um, like we actually like went inside of the tunnel. But it's just like a really cool place. And then we hiked up like there's a first portion of the trail. And then there's a second portion of the trail (laughs) that (laughs) that you can go up. Well, I like look back at them because I was expecting them to just like be like, okay, like, let's go back. No, both of them were like, yeah, like, let's keep going. And I was like, are you sure? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go. 
<laughs> There's two entrances. We took the hard one. <laughs> you bitch. But I was just like, I wanted to be out in the nature. So I wanted to take the longest way. So I apologize for that. I had a good time. <laughs> but it was really bad. <laughs> like... I was getting a little worried. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I should start feeling guilty because Brooke was coughing her lungs out. You started to get used to it. Like, she was getting rid of the infection, like, by exercising out in the wilderness. And then Taylor, she just, like, like turtle mode, like, in the back. <laughs> She's going her pace, no anxiety whatsoever. This is the scenic route. <laughs> You're going to make me walk. I'm going to enjoy it. And honestly, queen. <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, unfortunately for me, we had passed some people on like the very beginning portion of the trail. And so when we were done with the portion that I took them up, those people were in front of us. And right before we like had to leave because we went to this it's the first bridge there's like several bridges like back here like in this wilderness area and they're so beautiful they have like a 50 foot bridge and like it's over the water it's amazing to look at so serene but there was like a first bridge where it's like over a pretty good um stream but nothing like the one that I wanted to go to so we we made it we made it to one bridge and they were like guys this is so good this is so scenic and I was like, Rick was like, I'm along for the ride. If you guys want to keep going, like, we'll keep going. And Taylor's like, we going back. <laughs> and I go, okay, I'll take you guys back the short way this time. <laughs> this bitch, she said they need the exercise. I needed the exercise. <laughs> Shit. And then... After the hike, we went to my grandparents' house and <laughs> we were supposed to read while sitting by the river. That did not happen. <laughs> you read. I read alone. <laughs> <laughs> I made like we warmed up some of my grandmother's taco soup, some enchiladas, and then we went out on her porch and there's like all these wind chimes and we were just like sitting out. It's, it was actually the first day it was fucking cold. It was. And so we were all out there bundled up, like just chilling on her porch. And then I kept going like, okay, guys, are you ready to read? And then Taylor like jumps up and she's like, yeah, let's go. I'm ready whenever. <laughs> Not even 60 seconds later. She's fucking out. <laughs> she said, I don't hike without consequence i'm going to fuck to sleep and then i looked over and said oh that looks really nice and passed the fuck out myself and then i'm just like sitting there like what the fuck i am so sad right now oh we're sad yeah like the the 24 hour reading thing was like something that i was like looking heavily forward to and we didn't even read. Like some reason, like one, not even one full page. You read like two sentences. You know, there was some weird reason that Taylor and I were just like extremely 
unreasonably tired. And I'm like, was it my ghost? Because Jada for sure as fuck didn't stay at my house. There was just like the whole time, like even the days that we didn't see you, Taylor and I were just like to the point where we could have just slept the entire day. I don't know what it was. Well, because y'all got baggage and I don't. (laughs) You said I left y'all to get possessed (laughs) on your own. (laughs) Not this bitch. (laughs) I'm not staying here. (laughs) And then after these bitches woke up, like two hours later, (laughs) I had finished a whole damn book at this point. They were like, well, guess we're not reading. And I said, well, I guess you know, packing my thick as fuck throne of glass books in my suitcase was such a great idea. <laughs> like, why did I pack both of them? Like, I was going to read both of them? Like, wow, okay. And um, we grabbed some firewood and s'more supplies at my grandmother's house because my grandmother has, like, anything you can imagine food-wise. Like, we found it. <laughs> there was even peppermint mocha coffee. <laughs> and we had a bonfire um at brooke's house while in under the influence but yeah and then brooke like you know apparently you are not in the 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 act of fire making i'm not i'm the only one taylor was like yeah i was in the boy scouts and i learned how to build fires with my mind because i didn't actually do that work (laughs) I've never built a fire myself, but I know exactly how to build a fire. <laughs> Taylor gives me Libby vibes from Atlas Six. Oh, a thousand percent. Very yeah. Libby. So I was like, okay, cool. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what a great quality to have. You know exactly what you're doing, but you've never done it before. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brad is like, I can do it. <laughs> After Brooke asked him like, 15 times he was like no I don't want to do it no I don't want to do it and then I was like fine we'll figure it out and he's like I am man now (laughs) I'm like little too late buddy I already convinced to do it myself she was like okay we're just gonna figure it out And then he just like comes rolling down the hill with a with a huge Amazon box and a blowtorch. <laughs> he literally has like kerosene and gasoline. And kerosene. <laughs> like you want a fire? I'm gonna give you a fire. And you know what he doesn't do? <laughs> give us a fire. <laughs> Puts four sticks together very far apart and then just like literally <laughs> rips apart this large ass amazon box and just smushes it <laughs> and just sets it in between the very sparse logs <laughs> that are in the base. <laughs> i don't even see i don't even see, i was like expecting like like i saw the blowtorch but i was like no, nah, it's not like he's going to come out right and just, you know, like I thought we were just going to do like a little, okay, let's like, whatever. No, it was like, all of a sudden it was dark and it was like, boom. Let like, there be light. 
you know, like when like they turn on their lightsabers in Star Wars, like that's what it looked like in my brain. I was like, wow, we're really going out here, aren't we? So he is just blowtorching the shit out of this fire. <laughs> and he's just like barely catching light. Also, side note, where the fuck do you get a blowtorch? I, I have questions. He was like, he was like, I can't fail at this. I gotta bring out the big guns. <laughs> this like, will ensure success. Because it was us three, it was me, Taylor, Brooke, and we just all basically waited while he built us this fire. The pressure was on, bro. You could sense it. And so he's blowtorching the shit out of it, and it's only like lighting enough, like a candlestick. And so then all of a sudden, like he just like stomps away, like boom, 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 like up the hill. And then boom, 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 boom. And then he, well, I look down. I'm like, oh my god, is is that a red canister? And then, boom, he just starts splattering it like on the fucking fire. And I feel like I'm inside of his mind. Like he's like, why isn't it working? <laughs> and so, oh god. <laughs> He's like, okay, there you guys go. <laughs> and he leaves like half the box there. And we're like, okay, cool. And then like we're trying to get out our s'mores and our marshmallow gear. And I'm like roasting like, <laughs> like you remember Mushu when him and the cricket in Milan are like outside and he's like roasting the dumplings. Okay, that's what I felt trying to toast my marshmallow over this fire. It was a cricket <laughs> It was barely catching light. I was like, damn, can I not even catch the marshmallow on fire? Like, what's going on here? But then Libras, we are indoor creatures. <laughs> oh my fuck. But then like Taylor was like talking about the anatomy of the fire. Like she just like really went in. She was like, Boy Scouts, Boy Scouts. I outsmart men. I just made them do the work. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. And then I'm like, all of a sudden, like a freaking taking time bomb, like fire must build fire. And then I get up and I <laughs> I feel that fire. <laughs> and I did not use a blowtorch or gasoline. <laughs> she didn't. She used her own breath. She said, I don't need a blowtorch. I just need my lungs. <laughs> Fuck men. <laughs> Oh, man. And like, Brooke was not wrong. Like every twig in sight was just like, I mean, it was an enemy to my fire. Like it was going to be surrendered and victim. I mean, it was intense. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like they kept looking at me and they were like, Jada, we think the fire is good. Like it, it's probably it's definitely going to burn on its own. Uh, like right now it's getting actually hot. We had to kind of like take two steps back relax and I was like no <laughs> I would go toast my marshmallow and then I'd be like right back up <laughs> like it was a punishment or something and what's funny is Brooke was like I don't know if we just leave it or you know 
I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Taylor was like, I'm a boy scout. <laughs> Jada said, I'm a Jedi master. <laughs> I am Fire Lord Zuko. So then the next day, we decide to have a Halloween party. And in the morning, we go to like a really cute brunch spot. And we come back and get ready, do our cosplay, go outside, take some pictures. And um, you can find those pictures, some of them, on our Instagram at Booked and Boozy Podcast. Um, not to do a little self-promo, but we are most active over there for all of our um, updates and polls. So definitely check us out over there. But Jada dressed up as Femme Kylo Ren, which was super cute. Uh, I went as Manon Blackbeak and Taylor went as Dark Persephone. And we tried to match the theme of villains with redemption arcs. We all looked really good. Like, it was we really fun. We were also like color coordinated and everything. No you one were. could stop us. No one. It was super hot. Definitely check out the pictures. We're also going to try and update our um, our profile picture, our logo. Um, we tried to take some pictures in our cosplays. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Or, you know, maybe don't because we can't seem to follow through on many things lately. <laughs> Also, but it's fine. Also, Brooke gets like weirdly nostalgic about some things, and it's like, no, we can't change that. <laughs> I do kind of feel that way, low key, but at the same time, it's like I look at other podcasts who just started like two weeks ago, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I know <laughs> their logo is so professional. <laughs> Ours is like clip art. <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's kind of a representation of like what you get you know (laughs) it's cute though it's cute but chaotic and that's yeah (laughs) like like we're here (laughs) uh the next day taylor and i we made friendship bracelets we watched christmas movies and made hot chocolate and then that night we went bar hopping to this really cool bar that had um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg candles and uh, little surprise boxes or little surprise twisty things. You know, like when you go to a tattoo parlor and you're like, I want to do the surprise one and you twist the thing and it pops you out of a gumball machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It just had random items in there. And Taylor got Hanson Squidward. It was a keychain and I got a Batman sweatband. Mine was lame. Hers was cool. But yeah, that was fun. So yeah, that pretty much sums up our trip. Jada, how drunk are you? I'm coming down now. I was like really up there for a second, probably like an eight. (laughs) I'm like a four now. I feel like a seven. (laughs) But I'm going to try and snacky before I go to bed. So I'll be fine. This is so awkward because I'm like not drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to speak and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so now we are moving on to the tarot portion of our podcast. As a part of the tarot portion, we have Patreon members who choose a tier where during our witching hour episodes, they send me a question and essentially I do a tarot reading on it. 
If you would like to get a tarot reading via me, whether on the podcast or you do have the option for it just to be between me and you personally via email, then check us out at Booked in Boozy on Patreon. Is that wine? No. Um, we're doing this in retrospect from when we have actually recorded the podcast. And I was like, well, I can't just not drink anything while performing this tarot reading because it feels odd. <laughs> podcasting without anything in my system but I am on call right now and oh, yeah so I cannot drink <laughs> but I did get this berry sangria crystal light mix and mixed it with some water <laughs> and I said must trick brain <laughs> spit out my water and like my brain was like keep it in keep it in and then I almost choked I was keeping it in so <laughs> lol <laughs> so for the tarot reading today I had one response back in time before this episode drops so I'm going to be doing a tarot reading on Liv today she gave me permission to talk about her reading on the podcast and mention her name for me personally tarot reading is a very it's a very vibrational thing to me I don't believe that I can predict the future I feel like tarot is a tool that I can use after passing energy with someone she had reached out to me and kind of said I don't really know what to ask I know what type of reading I want but I'm not really sure what question to pose for the tarot reading to get the best reading possible so I kind of got some information about her and essentially live girl I feel very you are relatable okay you are very relatable one thing she did tell me was that she was in nursing school mm. and she is also a full-time CNA while in nursing school mm. and she was like I'm feeling unfulfilled and I was like baby you feeling burnt out <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take much you know it doesn't take much in this profession especially when you're giving all the time and you're never receiving anything in return jada gets biscuits from her patients yeah i get biscuits we ain't doing good in this capitalist system <laughs> yeah we're quite literally drowning so get you feel you I already feel like i know you there was a couple of other things that she mentioned but i don't really want to bring that on the podcast and talk about but essentially she is not really feeling this time of year she has a lot of things going on in her life and she doesn't really know where to go from here so we are going to be performing a three card blockage reading so basically what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to pull three cards the first one is going to be you now then the second card I'm going to pull is called the blockage card so that card is going to identify most likely the obstacle that is causing uh, these feelings in her life and then the third card is the action card what is the universe telling us that we need to take what path do we need to take to resolve this issue or problem okay i'm gonna go ahead and say what cards i have pulled the first card that i pulled is the knight of wands the second card
card, which is our blockage card, I actually, I had pulled the first card and then I had immediately by accident started pulling the second card before I had even laid it down. And I wasn't even doing that on purpose. My hand just immediately went to it and I was like, oh, I am already pulling a card out. Like I almost put it back because I was like, why do I have my hand on this card? And I was like, no, you need to pull this card. That is the Ace of Cups and the third card is the High Priestess. So our first card that we pulled, the Knight of Wands. I'm actually really excited that I pulled this card because this matches exactly the vibe that I had gotten from her. She had mentioned, you know, feelings of insecurity about like a certain dream that she has for herself. And she doesn't necessarily feel the support or passion around her, kind of like bringing her down. So the Knight of Wands is energy, inspired action, adventure, but it can also have this almost like impulsive feeling to it. Basically, when you have an idea within yourself, this card pops up when you feel really motivated by it, you're inspired, and you're wanting to go through those leaps and bounds to turn whatever you want in life into a reality. However, the flip side to that coin is just because you have the passion, just because you have the enthusiasm to bring to light what you want, doesn't mean that that impulsiveness, that jump, that drive, is it going to create boundaries along the way? And just because those boundaries pop up in your life doesn't mean that you should lose that momentum, you know, that positive energy that you have been feeling towards that goal that you want. So this is overall like a a good card to pull because it shows me that what you're feeling is heading in the right direction. However, you also need to guard yourself because sometimes when we create this unrealistic idea about something, it can also set us up for failure, even when we don't mean to. I like that. I felt like that really spoke to me, actually. (laughs) She's like, this is my tarot reading. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Liz. Our second card, the blockage card, is the Ace of Cups. Something that I am kind of getting is that generally when we're pulling this card, you are basically a vessel for multiple things from the universe. You are taking in so much that sometimes to the point you're overflowing with emotion, I guess you could say. You're really in a space where you're connecting deeply to people or, you know, There are opportunities that may be coming up to you that, you know, in a sense, it is a good thing, but at the same time, it can be extremely overwhelming, which to me means you may have so much on your plate right now. The things that you desire, the things that you want, which is what we've talked about in the Knight of Wands, you may not have enough room for it. That's that's not necessarily the exact thing that the card is saying, but that is what I'm reading on top of it. Because the Ace of Cups often represents like new things in your life that may be exciting and there's so much coming at you and it's so great and it feels good. But at the same time, once we have so much on our plate, even the good things can turn bad and we lose that perspective and lose again that momentum and spark of inspiration that you might have and it's bringing you down so what do we need to do about it and are you sure that you're not feeding off my energy that i loaded you with on your drive home no (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel very personally attacked. <laughs> oh my god. The last and final card is the High Priestess card. The High Priestess is actually a guardian of our conscious mind and our tangible world. But the High Priestess is also very important within our subconscious mind because she is a teacher, she is protective, she signifies spiritual enlightenment. Kind of what I'm getting from this, like automatically, is that you know what's best for you and you have been second guessing yourself a lot is what it seems. You're looking at all these areas in your life and you notice that it's lacking balance and flow and everything feels heightened. But what you need to do is sit down with yourself, maybe a couple days, maybe weeks. It's not going to be just, we're going to sit, we're going to think about it. We're going to come up with a plan and we're going to get over it. That's not how this works. And that's not how spiritual enlightenment works. We don't want to, basically my premise is we don't want to just get over things. You need to take time to sit down, block everything else out, really see what you want for yourself. And also maybe, maybe you might even realize some things through this period of time where you're allowing yourself the time because it doesn't seem like you have been in order to fully trust like the process the journey and what you really want because it seems to me like you know what you want but you're having a hard time coming to peace with that because of so many outside sources and so sometimes we just need to sit down and not make it anything elaborate not have our lists and you know take the time to really find what's important to us. And that is my reading. If you would also like a tarot reading in the future, remember you can find us at Booked and Boozy on Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, we also want to give a shout out to all of our Booked and Brewery, Booked and Baked, and Booked and Boozy members. We are so thankful for you guys and your continued support. It really helps us as a book podcast. Very time consuming and it's also not very nice on the wallet so every little bit counts and we just want to let you know how thankful we are for you guys we are going to go ahead and read out the list of patrons that we currently see and then even if you've deleted yours we will try to go back and see but it only goes back about 30 days so if we miss you just shoot us an email and we'll shout you shout you out shout you out on the next (laughs) witching hour episode so we want to give a big shout out to sarah olivia mary Victoria, Kate, Jenna, Caitlin, Sapphire, ooh, that's a pretty name, Heather, Emily, Greta, Iris, Rachel, Stephanie, Samantha, Maddie, Ashley, Megan, Jessica, Denna, Heather, Megan, Caitlin, Michaela, Claudia, Brianna, Smut Slut. (laughs) (laughs) That's my bitch right there. Oh my god there's no name it just a smut slut i fucking love it elizabeth anja arlie Allie, candace maddie amanda and amanda we got two amandas and then the only two that we can see that have deleted their pledges but did pledge to us for a good bit of time are elizabeth and cassidy again if you are no longer subscribed but you were in the past and we weren't able to shout you out because we couldn't see your name just shoot us an email we'll get to you again thank you guys so much for all of your continued support we love you we're hoping you're enjoying the discord too
Jada, what are you reading? You guys heard my witchy reads. So you guys are fully aware on that one. My last three reads were The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden. It is definitely a high fantasy book. Definitely high fantasy book series. It was recommended by Victoria Aveyard on TikTok a lot from what I've heard. But I had caught a different TikTok um, that was like explaining how it was enemies to lovers. And then, you know, I heard I heard and saw the word demon <laughs> in her TikTok. And I said, say no more. This has been on my TBR for a while. So we reading it today. Okay. The next book that I read was The Soulmate's Equation by Christina Lauren. If you don't know who they are, we covered the Unhoneymooners. They write contemporary uh, romance fiction. And the reason why I read The Soulmate Equation was because it was recommended to me by um, one of our Discord members who um, recommended it after I was like, I'm really missing a book like The Love Hypothesis. I've read it three fucking times right now. I can't read it again. And so they gave me this and it followed through. Then I also read Love and Other Words, another contemporary book by Christina Lauren. And it was beautiful. Jada, what is this contemporary kick? I don't know, but there's another book that I want to read that's contemporary and I'm probably going to read it tonight. I can finish a contemporary, like a 400 contemporary in a day, like no problem. Like, like not even a day, like a couple hours. They're pretty easy to read. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just like craving them almost now. It's kind of weird. That is weird. Cause I'm like a hundred percent high fantasy, but things are changing. I know. Right. Okay. So what are you reading right now? I haven't read anything in like two or three weeks. Um, honestly, Kingdom of the Curse was my last read. I had a ton of um, books I wanted to read in October that I didn't get to, including Once Upon a Broken Dream, Dark and Shallow Lies, A Lesson in Vengeance, The Merciless. There was another one that we got sent from the book of the month that I wanted to read as well. And honestly, between how busy I was with my new job and Taylor and Jada coming to visit and preparing for that, as well as the actual trip itself, it was just very time consuming and I didn't get to it. So I'm really upset. I'm like really in a Christmas mood though. I'm not going to lie. Before last year, I was kind of the bitch that was like, no, 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 you got to do Thanksgiving before Christmas. But like the last couple of years, I'm like, no, fuck it. We need Christmas for two months. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to read these books. I definitely want to read A Lesson in Vengeance because Tipsy Book Talks put out a video on this book. So I will at least get to that. But my next read is going to be the rest of Tower of Dawn and Empire Storms, which will be put out this month. So stay tuned. And then we have Kingdom of Ash. Kingdom of Ash. We're almost there. We made it. (laughs) We made it. We're almost there. A whole year. Oh my God, that's so cute. Okay. I know, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's cute. It's cute. I can't wait. I like, even though the longer series can kind of like get in the way, I really like doing one long series. I do too. So tune in for sad. 2022 because we have another long series coming along. And if you can guess it, let us know in the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Also, I just realized we were talking about how nostalgic, like starting Throne of Glass in the beginning of this year, and now we're kind of like towards the end of the series, um, towards the end of the year, and how it's been a year so quickly. It made me think back. My one year anniversary for my surgery is in four days. Oh my God. I know. Crazy. Doesn't feel like it's been a year. It feels like six months. Right. Exactly. So if you would like to send us ghost stories, you know where to find us. It's bookedandboozy at gmail.com. Even if it's just witchy stuff, or of course, when we ask for ghost stories for our witching hour episodes, we greatly appreciate it. Our Twitter and Patreon is booked and boozy. If you sign up for a $5 tier on our Patreon, you will get access to our exclusive Discord account, which is really fun. Um, Daily conversations about many different series, many different topics, not just books. We talk about witchy stuff. We talk about homemaking. We talk about TV shows and movies. Um, Just join us over there and see what's going on. TikTok is booked and boozy pod. And we still do not post there right now, but we should. We really should. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to find us on Instagram, that is where we are most active. That's where we post all of our updates and polls. If you want to be more active in the community, definitely follow us on Instagram. We are Booked and Boozy Podcast. Bye, witch. Bye, witch. Like, it's kind of sad because, like, I think sometimes we're, like, funnier in our heads, you know? Like, yeah, when we start we- laughing, like, we're, like, communicating to each other, but, like... <laughs> it makes sense in our heads, but it doesn't make sense to everyone else. No, we are 100%, 100% funnier to each other than we probably are to everyone else. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. <laughs>